This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, January 6, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Protesters armed with baseball bats, Trump flags, and anger over the erroneous belief that the presidential election was stolen stormed the U.S. Capitol on the day when Congress tallies up the votes of the Electoral College. They broke through police barricades, broke windows, entered members' offices, and the House chamber itself. One woman was shot and died. Direct action of a sort was urged by the president himself just before it all unfolded. Cato's David Bowes comments on today's tragic and disgraceful riot at the U.S. Capitol. What we witnessed on our television screens was a direct assault on the rule of law. A large number of people came to Washington, D.C. We could call them protesters. We might call them rioters. I think we can certainly call them a mob, as it turned out. The president of the United States spoke to them. He told them, as he's been telling them for two months, that the election was stolen, that he had won by a landslide. He told this group of people, his people, waving Trump flags, we will never give up. We will never concede. We will not take it anymore. He told them to march to the Capitol. You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Maybe he did not intend by that to mean that they should march to the Capitol, overwhelm law enforcement officers protecting the Capitol building, storm into the Capitol, storm into the Senate chamber, break the windows to get into the Senate chamber, run up on the the vice president's dais where Mike Pence should have been, but instead there were rioters up there on that dais. Um, That's what happened today. It's a direct assault on the rule of law. And, you know, it reminded me of something we quote a lot at Cato, which is Milton Friedman saying, freedom is fragile. We can't take it for granted. We say that about a lot of things, about the growth of government, about abuse of the rule of law and so on. But it's hard to think of a worse assault on the rule of law than People armed at least with sticks, if nothing else, and and with the power of a mob, overwhelming law enforcement, storming into the U.S. Capitol, um, breaking glass to get into the Senate chamber. We can't imagine. This, This happened once, I guess, in 1954 when some Puerto Rican nationalists brought guns into the House chamber um, and shot people. But this is the worst thing that's happened since then in terms of disrupting the operation of government. We're two weeks away from the end of uh, Donald Trump's time in office. Um, It seems pretty clear that uh, the president, when he wants to be, can be pretty careful with language. So he did not, uh, as a technical matter, incite these people to violence. Um, But what is the appropriate response? Well, the first appropriate response is for every member of Congress to denounce the situation, not just the rioters themselves, but the words and the actions that encouraged this uh, to happen. Um, They need to call out the president for falsely, baselessly claiming that he won the election. He needs, they need to tell him to tell the supporters of his, that in fact, he didn't win the election. It hurts to lose an election. I've lost elections. I've supported candidates who lost elections. It hurts. You don't like it. Um, 
Hillary Clinton didn't like it. George H.W. Bush didn't like it. Jimmy Carter didn't like it when they were turned out of the White House. But in every case, sometimes after a few hours, they sucked it up. They gave a speech conceding that they had lost and they moved on. We need the president to do that. And we need every Republican member of Congress to insist that he do that. Uh, this seemed odd to me, uh, but I, I read uh, a a press release from the National Association of Manufacturers uh, that seemed to come out uh, pretty quickly after all of this, uh, th- this chaos ensued at the Capitol. And they, and among others, have explicitly called for uh, what they call the 25th Amendment solution, that is to uh, use the vice president and the cabinet to remove this president from office. I thought that was stunning. You expect the National Association of Manufacturers to support free trade. You expect them to support business subsidies. Uh, you expect them to support lower taxes on business. Uh, you don't expect them to call for the removal of the president of the United States for malfeasance in office immediately. I mean, the point of the 25th Amendment partly is impeachment takes a little time. It has to go through two houses of Congress. 25th Amendment can be done instantly by the vice president getting the signatures of half the cabinet. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And it's not really what the 25th Amendment was created for, which really was for incapacity of a president, like maybe he'd had a stroke or he'd literally gone crazy. Um, I don't think we can say the president has literally gone crazy, but I can understand why people are saying this is not right. This is not normal. Um, all of the, President Trump had some policies that I liked and he had a number of policies that I didn't like. And I didn't like his style of communicating and I didn't like the way he approached constitutional restraints on his own power. But this is different. Two months of telling people that the election was stolen, that you can't trust the American political process, that it's all rigged, even though you lost by 7 million votes. um, That's not the way we play liberal democracy. That's not a constitutional Republican way of acting after you lose an election. In the speech today, or maybe it was in a tweet, He accused his own vice president of cowardice for not overturning the election, a capability that Vice President Pence doesn't have. His job today was not to decide who won the election. It was to read out the statement that each state has cast its electoral votes, and that means the winner is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. A lot of people don't want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to uh, uh, be president and vice president. I've told some of my young colleagues I've been against Joe Biden since before you were born. But in a binary choice between Trump and Biden, the people uh, voted for Vice President Biden to become president. So it is the responsibility of the defeated candidate to acknowledge that that's the system that a constitutional republic depends on. The president uh, made a brief statement in a short video uh, that he posted to Twitter and just again reiterated the election was stolen. 
that uh, it, that itself was uh, unfortunate and disgraceful and and uh, bothersome, um, and urged people to go home. But other than that, didn't really seem to indicate uh, much problem with what had occurred. He has not ever criticized his own supporters um, in the way that he and other Republicans and conservatives have insisted all year that liberals, uh, Vice President Biden, Senator Harris, lots of other uh, people, Speaker Pelosi, uh, should criticize the violent elements that were associated with the Black Lives Matter protests this summer. And there were some of those. There were a lot of peaceful protesters and there was some violence in Minneapolis, in Portland and other places. And it was correct to say that leading Democrats needed to say that must stop. And they did. Um, perhaps they didn't do it as loudly or as quickly as we wanted. And of course, we at Cato have been saying all year, peaceful protest is a First Amendment uh, protected uh, right, violence and property destruction or not. Walter Olson wrote a piece back during the uh, uh uh, protests following the death of George Floyd, saying it should not be that hard to distinguish between peaceful, lawful assembly in pursuit of political causes, on the one hand, and property destruction, assault, intimidation, looting, and riot on the other. Yet at this particular moment, many seem to think that to draw the line against the latter is somehow to undercut the ground on which the former stands, unquote. And that's right. We must not suggest that you can't criticize people who are somehow on your side when they are doing things that are illegal and violent and destructive. And the president has been derelict in not doing that sort of thing. One thing I'd like to say is that conservatives need to think about where their movement is. You look at those pictures today. Is that the conservative movement that Bill Buckley and Barry Goldwater and Ronald Reagan built up. Bill Buckley famously excommunicated the John Birch Society. He said they were not responsible conservatives and conservatives shouldn't join that society. We need conservatives to be doing that today. And I will say at magazines like National Review and Commentary Today and statements from senators, uh, including Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton, they are saying today, no violence. Some of the senators have not been strong enough in saying, how did we get to this point? This is not something conservatives and Republicans should be doing. Um, and they need to think about how we did get to that point. David Bose is executive vice president at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.